Welcome to Crossleg with Hira Mehta. In this episode, I'm talking to Himanshu Mehta, who is a businessman, yoga promoter, inspirer, and practitioner who is also into Malkhamb. Okay, so Himanshu, bhai, you are a businessman by profession. Yes. You are a fitness, fitness. Uh, you believe in fitness. So tell me a little about and you and you know you you told me that you come from humble beginnings. Is when I spoke to you on the phone. You said you come from yes. humble beginnings. So I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know the backstory of Himanshu Mehta. Yeah, I'm born and brought up in Mumbai, and I. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, uh, I was living in Kalbadevi Road, which is the epicenter of Mumbai. So we were we were living in a small room, and uh, I had a tough time. Of course, uh, that area is. Uh, I mean, it has its own charm because everybody has grown up literally from there. If you see, that was the epicenter of Mumbai Devi. Dhirubhai Ambani also had his office there. You know, the Pau Bhaji started from that place. Yeah. So I've seen it all—the worst and the best—and uh, uh, of course, my parents had a tough time meeting two ends, but it was really good otherwise. And uh, yeah, so school days there was hardly any activities, and I was very shy kind of a person, very timid, yeah, and feeling suppressed. So I was always trying to push myself. to come out of the uh, shell yeah so, so but what made you get embrace fitness what then what made you embrace fitness two reasons uh, i would say two motivating factors mm-hmm. one was uh, i was uh, from the age of 8 to 14 i was very skinny i in the school the the friends were used to tease me lambus kakadi <laughs> the long cucumber, what, whatever you say in English, for the guest to know. So that was one of the reason. And second, I had a, I fans, I, I really wanted uh, to wear T-shirt, and I couldn't wear it. Uh, so it was for the T-shirt that I, uh, I mean, I was uh, very much inclined to fitness because I, I was never demanding anything with my parents, uh, but. Except that all the time, the Diwali would come and I would ask for T-shirt, and, <laughs> and they would <laughs> criticize me that you won't be able to wear it. You see, you're so skinny, and and I tried many times and it looked so stupid and funny on me. So then that's when I decided that I need to really work on myself and fulfill my desire. So. <laughs> So how did you do that? How did you do that? What 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 was so, the exercise regime that you started? So after the age of uh, probably 14 or so, I started gymming and uh, did a good amount of exercises. And by then we had moved to Villapalle. At the age of 15 or 16, we moved to Villapalle, and uh, then I indulged myself into sports activity. I became more ultra active, and by the age of 16. So in just another two years' time, I was fit enough to wear the T-shirt. So the the first T-shirt I had was on the age of 16. <laughs> so I still remember uh, the print on the T-shirt. It was a yellow color T-shirt, and it it had printed "Leader of the Pack" 
So. <laughs> That's nice. That's a very yeah. lovely thought. And what a what a nice T-shirt. Who chose the T-shirt, by the way? You or your parents? No, no, myself, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wow that's interesting that's interesting and then the journey continued and you have been now you know exploring new hobbies and new activities you have even done golfing biking kayaking paragliding i mean what made you do all those kind of fitness activities why uh, why did you choose to do all these things yeah i i, I don't know intuitionally i was always uh, feeling uh, uncomfortable i mean the uh, i would try to break the monotony i i i took up many of the hobbies like swimming and cycling and uh, then later on i upscaled it to oh, uh, paragliding and uh, yeah uh, uh, karate i mean whatever i could fancy i i would pick it up and uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> but that's that, that's okay you know because uh, yeah. the more the more you experiment you you actually come down to what you really want to do in life you know exactly. and it leads yeah. you somewhere it sort of takes uh-huh. you somewhere and if i'm not wrong you even tried yeah. hypnosis oh, uh, yes. what was the story was, uh... of hypnosis <laughs> yeah that was a that that was a wonderful art and science i would i would say and i would always miss in my life uh hypnosis was amazing experience uh, i i fancied hypnosis because uh, whenever i used to pass by opera house theater i used to see a poster a uh, hoarding uh, of uh, dr sarang and with his crystal ball and i fancied i i'm talking as a child so i just walked into his office and i said i want to learn this uh, this magical art he said how old are you i said just about uh, 11 or uh, i said Oh, it's too early for you, so you need to come after 18 and all. So luckily, I had a doctor friend at the age of 18, and uh, he had started hypnosis. So I, I mean, he called me as a subject, and he was hypnotizing about another six or eight of them. So I, I, I would say in a way, I cheated on him because I pretended to be hypnotized, but I was analyzing him how he was doing it, and of course, I told him later on, and uh, and he said, "You have been." it would be very difficult for you for me to hypnotize you because you have been very analytic analytical by nature okay so so then i picked up a few books from the british library and uh, i read each of the books maybe 10 15 20 times i never read any such books uh, in my lifetime for my school college and i acquired that art and i learned it and we then myself and the doctor friend we were practicing together and we hypnotized uh, quite a number of uh, friends uh, and helped them quit the cigarette smoking and we hypnotized even them for uh, crucial issues like psychological issues or fear psychosis and uh, and we had a few of the very interesting subjects and they were like falling to sleep uh, i mean just you say chutki baja ke sleep and they would go to sleep because they had we had taken them for number of seatings so mm-hmm. uh, that was during my uh, age of 18 uh, no 
Interesting because uh, yeah. the, you know uh, I I would love to ask you this question while you're talking about this that you know uh, yeah. you can can you hypnotize somebody because you know hypnosis is something that we fear we think that you yeah. know somebody can hypnotize us somebody can hypnotize us you know no so I, can I somebody say, yeah. hypnotize no there is there has been a misconception uh, people I mean associate many other things with hypnosis and they say okay mm. some somebody mesmerized me and took away so and so but the reasons are something very different nobody can be can ever be hypnotized without 100% consent supposing if i want to hypnotize you you should be 100% willing and you would be willing to the extent that you really wanted to be hypnotized okay the scientists have uh, i mean uh, they conducted experiments giving a loaded gun also in western countries loaded gun and asked the subject to shoot but it never happened yeah so wow that's very interesting now tell me how did yoga and surya namaskar on the beach happen uh, i came on juhu beach i came to live on juhu beach uh, in 2011 and uh, and that uh, that those days i was passing through turbulent times it was like a tsunami in my life but that place gave me immense peace and i despite of all the difficulties i never had a sleepless night so i i mean and morning i would take a walk on the beach and i was feeling so nice and refreshed and so i thought of giving back something to the society as a as a kar seva as a so and i used to see people uh, uh running and doing various kind of activities but what they were lacking all the time what i saw was uh, flexibility and serenity which is very much required so then i thought of uh, starting yoga and surya namaskar so i started as a uh, 6 years ago so it coincided with uh, with the uh, uh our first international yoga day in 2014 so uh, that's when i started so i prepared a nice mantra music and in the sound recording studio we spent about 16 hours and while recording that uh, music i was personally doing uh, the surya namaskar trying testing it out whether it can be performed by the average person or a novice and it's uh, <clears throat> so uh, that's it took 16 hours to prepare that uh, so that was a 108 surya namaskar music and then uh, so every saturday uh, as a community service we conduct uh, the surya namaskar uh, practice it's right outside uh, i mean uh, the novotel next to novotel and uh, either we do it in the inside the yoga park and or outside the yoga park i prefer doing it outside if there is a low tide because i call it as a panch mahabhut so all the five elements of cosmos and that place is very i mean i find very auspicious and it's right i mean if you look at the sea it's it's a, a u shape or you can say like a horseshoe you know and we are in the center of the horseshoe so i find very much auspicious uh, over there and uh, 
whenever we have performed on the beach uh, at that particular spot it has been very uh, you can say uh, uh, it has spiritually elevated us wow so this 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 surya namaskar and yoga there are a lot of thought processes around it like surya namaskar they say 108 is what you should do some say what would you say if i were to start uh, doing surya namaskar and i wanted to do it in a day how many should is minimum that one should do the minimum i would strongly recommend uh, there is a doctor in us uh, who is a head of the cardiology department and he is a doctor to uh, uh, president uh, uh, of united states and uh, he recommends three surya namaskars in a day and he has written in his book that even with three surya namaskar you can reverse the uh, blockages of heart yeah it's written in the book so dr dean orlins i forgot the name yeah dr dean orlins i believe so is written is in his book that the surya only three surya namaskars proper if you do it it can reverse the blockages but uh, when you say three surya namaskars i want to understand because when you do a surya namaskar you do it with one leg and then you do it with the other leg is it exactly. called the set or is 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 if you do it with the left leg first it is called one or if you do it yes. with the left and the right leg it is called as one surya namaskar no 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 when you do it with your left leg it's one the right leg is a second one so that's how it is so so basically right this is only is six so it's six times that you have to do it with the uh, no, 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 three no, times no no, no. no, no. he according to him only three surya namaskar now we have uh, what i have devised is a uh, we have three versions of surya namaskar the first one we used to do was 108 surya namaskar we used to do it in 80 minutes and that was like a, i would say more of a cardio because uh, you don't get enough time to really uh, take focus within so it's and each surya namaskar is like consisting of 12 poses okay so when you say uh, 108 in 80 minutes each cycle of 12 surya namaskar will be like 11 minutes or 9 minutes or 6 minutes so it can range between 1 minute to 30 seconds per cycle so in 30 seconds you are doing 12 poses so that's very rapid very fast that's a cardio the second one of course we had a chair surya namaskar for elderly people which i specially devised for my mother mahimanshu bhai what is chair namaskar so you sitting on the chair people who are elderly and they cannot do standing poses or people are over, overweight they cannot do the bhujangasana and uh, getting i mean uh, ashtangasana or uh, forward bending everything So coming back to the different Surya Namaskars, you told me one is the, the 108, the chair, and the third one is uh, two years ago. I devised a unique form of Surya Namaskar, which is uh, Surya Namaskar with chakra meditation on mantra music. So we in uh, it, it takes care of the pranayam aspect also, 
and it uh, activates the chakras. So we focus on the chakras while doing the Surya Namaskar. And that is the one I strongly recommend and that can work for any age group. It, I mean, the younger people also find it difficult in a way because you have to hold the posture for a longer duration. We do only 12 cycles in one hour. So each cycle is five minutes. Whereas for the one, the faster one was just 30 seconds. That's the difference. So each posture we hold for 20 seconds and that works pretty good. And I mean, I prefer doing it blindfolded, all the Surya Namaskar, so I try and take the focus within. So even as of today, when I've been practicing regularly, when I'm in, when I'm fully engrossed, in maybe eight or 10th cycle, I go into trance for the, uh, for the slower version. Yeah. So, That's very interesting. But uh, you, uh, when you said that Surya Namaskar has a number of uh, poses or a number of uh, asans, you said there were yeah. how many? 12. How many? Physical 12. 12 asans. So 12 postures. In effect, actually, six postures are replicated. In effect. Yeah, because I was wondering that whether, I mean, like I do a Surya Namaskar and may, I can't <laughs> see myself doing 12. So I'm, I am I was a little confused, you know. So, so, each, so you're saying... So you're doing two times, basically. It's like waxing and waning cycle. Waxing and okay. waning cycles. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow, that's very interesting. And uh, what about um, yoga? What about, what is your, why the passion of yoga and... How has that uh, helped the people around you? Yeah, yoga has, uh, uh, really speaking, it has worked like magic on me in all respect. And uh, it has opened up new horizons. It has made me, made me understand myself better and other people also better. And I with every practice I keep on evolving myself, I find myself evolving to higher and higher level of intellect that way and uh, it has improved my intuition power and I mean self-control. So basically yoga is for self-realization. So you gradually go into that mode. It makes a big, I mean, and when we say there's a misconception again about uh, yoga in general masses, people understand yoga as a physical exercise. It's really not. It's not only physical. Now, there are a variety of yoga, bhakti yoga, gyan yoga, and physical yoga is hatha yoga. And then various teachers, gurus and all, for the marketing purpose, they give different, different names like power yoga and uh, Iyengar yoga and whichever, I mean, hot yoga, so variety. They had, uh, in, uh, yeah, in UK they have a doga yoga, so for the dogs. And uh, in New Zealand there was a lady who invented luga yoga. So she does that yoga on the toilet seat. <laughs> luga yoga. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So that's what I was going to, that is what I also wanted to know from you that there are different kinds of yoga, and uh, uh, you know, uh, we uh, if a common person or, or if just a layman like me wants to start doing yoga, 
exactly it's very difficult to uh, to understand which is the right form of yoga that one should do mm-hmm. no of course uh, the basic ones it's a uh, it's actually the physical form of yoga is hatha yoga then uh, raj yoga as you see the brahma kumari uh, brahma kumaris uh, they that's a raj yoga they they just focus on meditation so now you do a lot of yeah you do a lot of workouts to break the monotony now malkham yeah. is your latest passion yes so i try and break the monotony it's like uh, what happens is what i what i've understood is the body tries to cheat you so it's better you cheat the body before it does yeah so if i i have even for my 7 days of workout i have every day different different kind of workout so uh what happened about 3 uh, 4 years ago uh, i mean i was feeling bored and uh, i maybe there was a, call, a calling or a craving for another activity and suddenly it occurred to in my mind that a question just posed up to i mean uh, i just thought of something and i it said just why don't i try malkam so i googled and i called up the malkam teacher uh, mr uday deshpande he he is in charge of uh, he takes care of malkam activity in maharashtra and by the way malkam is a maharashtra sport basically so uh, i called him and uh, i mean he was uh, he was very much pleased with my enthusiasm and uh, uh, to learn malkam so he accommodated me and he called me the very next day morning so next day morning 5 o'clock i left for malkam class from juhu to shivaji park okay and uh, the very first day he made me climb up and i could literally climb up and then he said yeah you can do fine and uh, very next day he made me climb another 20 feet so and that i went on for one month over there and then i learned at other place in santa cruz from two years we have malkam in juhu for uh, open for the practice for other people as well as my for myself so now i do malkam twice a week it's a amazing uh, workout it drains you out like anything two minutes of malkam is like running for 5 to 10 minutes Uh, sorry 5 to 10 miles i would say yeah it's so much uh, excruciating but is it easy to learn is malkam easy to learn because it is it of course it requires a lot of strength it requires a lot of focus yeah. to be able to uh, to be able to balance and to you know to do those poses yeah. that we see but malkam as a as a art form nobody really understands it you know very well yes. yeah it's becoming very popular now in west in china because uh, i mean my malkan group where i'm associated with them uh, i think 10 to 12 of them are always traveling maybe in west or maybe china maybe far east so they are very much in demand uh, recently i saw a video where a group did a malkam in front of the statue of liberty in us so it's that popular it's becoming very popular and uh, it's gaining popularity because the uh, 
uh, it's a strength exercise with flexibility so you uh, one can do yogasan also with on the malkam different asanas and you don't lose a, on flexibility whereas if you do uh, one does a weight training then they lose flexibility the body becomes very rigid that's a good thought and that's a very yeah. lovely thought if you do if you do weights and if you do um, that uh, you are actually losing flexibility yes ah. that's such a lovely yeah yeah so yeah i mean i i am of the opinion uh, to better to use your own body weight rather than go for any artificial weight and if you are able to lift yourself then you're done <laughs> What a beautiful thought that if you're able to lift yourself, you're done. That's lovely. That's lovely. So now tell me, Juhu Beach is your mandir, and it's also your playground. Is what I would like to put it as. So what are the activities that you're involved in over there? Yeah, Juhu Juhu Beach is a birthplace. I would say birthplace of my fitness uh, because uh, I seriously started fitness from 2010 when I came first on Juhu Beach. and ever since then i've been more regular so so you uh, live around through beach right yes i live uh, right on the beach uh, so and i purposely bought that place uh, i moved in that place from 2011 so that i have no excuse not to step out and not to go on the beach i would call juhu beach as the world's largest gym and one can do anything and everything they wanted you find many people doing crazy things uh, over there and everything is well accepted so and of course my workouts are also crazy sometimes i keep on jumping and uh, doing gymnastics and sometimes uh, yoga and variety of activities but of course all the activities are like aligned to yoga moreover uh, yeah for the beach uh, you you'll be finding now from last Five six years, the beach is cleaned up a lot. So uh, there are about seventy uh, to eighty beach cleaners and the gardeners. For them, we host a Diwali celebration event. But uh, when I see the beach cleaners working so hard during the rain and the hot summer, so that gives me inspiration to do something for them because the whole year I find that. we are takers and they are givers so at least one day we become givers and they become takers that's that's really good so i'm really thankful to you himanshu bhai yeah. for talking to me about and giving such beautiful insights so thank you very much thank you very much ayya uh, yeah ayya yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah my pleasure and the last thing what i could say is so i would say that uh, to even to gracefully pass through the aging process fitness is a must okay so i would say to all of us all of them stay fit stay healthy beautiful that's lovely that's lovely so once again thank you very much uh, for uh, talking to me my pleasure thank you so much bye bye okay so that was an a very very interesting conversation with himanshu mehta a lot of uh, good points about how you can do the best 
for yourself, for your exercising uh, routines, uh, yoga. The, he has explained Surya Namaskars to us. I think there's a lot that we can learn from this conversation. So please listen to this conversation again. There are lots and lots of tips and lots of information. And thank you for listening. See you soon. Bye.